the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Let's talk investing. Let's talk the markets, and then we'll get into some looser topics as the show goes on. But markets are lower, not dramatically, 100-plus points on the Dow. You're talking about one, two-thirds of 1%, roughly. Nothing crazy. But the stock market rallied back from yesterday's real early lows, and it brings up the question, are we buying the dips again? Or we're going to let this one shake out a little further lower? It's going to be one or the other, right? I'm not really telling you anything you don't already know. We've seen this tonality play out before. We've seen this exact headline narrative. Concerns about the FOMC minutes pointing to potential for the Fed fund rates to be pushed above the long-run rate, currently estimated to be about 3%. That was pretty dramatic yesterday. I know you're saying Fed numbers being dramatic. It kind of was. You a 3% drop, roughly, in the Chinese Shanghai Composite Index. You have ongoing slowdown concerns around China's economy. You have Alibaba falling out of bed and kind of being the mm, parallel to what's happening with Chinese trade talks in the United States. Japan posted its first year-over-year export decline since 2016 of November, which is sparking worries about tariff actions. You got festering concerns after about hitting peak growth from both an economic and earnings standpoint. Let's hit that one for a second. Festering concerns about hitting peak growth, both on an economic and earnings standpoint. You had Fed Chairman, ex-Fed Chairman Alan Greenspan, get out on television in the last 24 hours and say this is the tightest labor market he's ever seen. Dow Component Travelers beat estimates for its top and bottom lines by comfortable margin. Yet its stock is a little lower. Former Dow component Alcoa is lower. I'm sorry, it's higher today. They beat earnings expectations and raised for the low end of 2018's outlook. So it's a little bit of confidence. Textron came up shy of earnings expectations. They're looking 7.5% lower. Key Bank reported earnings in line and says its fourth quarter average loans were up low single digits. So it's looking lower by about 3%. I keep going back to that festering concerns about hitting peak growth, both from an economic and earnings standpoint. Initial claims for the week ending October 13 dropped by 5,000 to 210,000 first-time unemployment claims. That's pretty amazing. So first-time unemployment claims at 210,000. Just to show you how times have changed, and maybe Greenspan's right, maybe we have um, the tightest labor market he's ever seen. Just a couple years ago, I would say any number under 350000 300000 is considered a good number. And we've been under 300000 for a long time. 
So there's a little bit of a manufacturing report out of the Philadelphia area. Um, still growing, still growing. So manufacturers remain optimistic about outlooks. If they're seeing manufacturing growth, that means they're paying people, but they're also producing goods. About 48% of the respondents in the Fed Philly survey said they expect business activity to increase over the next six months. Only 14% expected decline. So 48% are bullish. 14% are expecting a decline. Ah, the day we all look at the treasury market. I know you're saying, ooh, that sounds like exciting fun. It's not. It's uh, one of the worst parts about the job is when you start talking about bond yields. But it comes with the territory, I suppose. Taking a look at all four major markets in the U.S., the NASDAQ, the Dow, the S&P 500, the Russell 2000, all lower. Oil's lower. Gold and silver lower. Ten-year treasury sits at 3.2%, 3.2% right now. Uh, right around three and a quarter, people start getting kind of tense because it, it sat under three for a long time. Long time under three. Long time under three. And then when it went through, it went through. Senator Elizabeth Warren is urging the Fed to remove Wells Fargo's CEO. I hate it when other people campaign to get someone else fired. Um, I've done it once in my life, and I kind of regret it. In my case, it was CEO of Sun Microsystems, uh, Scott McNeely. Uh, He started a great company. He ran a great startup. He grew the company into a massive player. And then they were never able to maintain or innovate or... They just kind of died there. But Elizabeth Warren's asking the Federal Reserve and telling them don't let Wells Fargo's CEO stay in place, Tim Sloan. Um, I don't like it when people campaign against to get other people fired. Just, I don't know, it seems in this day and age. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Should have seen that one coming. Bank of America is downgrading home builder stocks as Wall Street's grows increasingly bearish on housing. It's kind of the biggest no-brainer out there that we've overbuilt, and we did it quickly with incredibly cheap money. Now the money's cheap on historic standards, but it's more close to the norm. So, but Bank of America analyst John Lavallo, he's downgrading Toll Brothers, Pulte Group, and NVR to neutral for buy. The Home Builder Construction Index, ticker symbols ITB, is down about 10% for the month. So housing-related stocks are getting clobbered right now. And, you know, it's not the end-all, be-all on the price of your home, but it's tied to it, towards it. Home builders have been under pressure since October, all month. Bank of America now expects, Bank of America now expects housing starts to total $1.26 million this year and $1.3 million next year. And all the sharp declines in the home builder stocks are, it's not a coincidence that you know, the uh, surge in interest rates. You know, the 10-year Treasury hits its highest level since 2011, back when homes were a lot more affordable. Interesting. I work at a television station yesterday, live during the broadcast. They f- went to Safeway because someone bought a winning ticket at Safeway. And they got bagels from the guy behind the bagel counter. And two hours later, they're like, they found out the guy behind the bagel counter was the guy who won the money. Something like a million and a half dollars for matching all the numbers minus one. Uh, pretty interesting. Not wildly interesting, but pretty interesting. The Mega Millions now stands 
at $900 million. Are you going to play? I hate the ads. Can't win if you don't play. Can't lose if you play. Or something like that. You lose if you play. Can't win if you don't play. What? Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. We'll talk investments. We'll talk ideas. We'll talk much, much more. Stay online with me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Times have changed, right? I have no problem investing in cigarette companies. None. What's interesting to note about that is probably 10, 15 years ago, I was like, they make cancer. And now I'm just like, I just want my retirement. Um, It's tough to have a conscience when you're investing. Uh, Companies like Boeing, they make airplanes, right? But they also make missiles. It's tough to have a conscience when you're investing. So it helps to be very robotic. There are socially responsible and socially conscious mutual funds and advisors. Um, I throw that out there just in case that's something you're looking for. Uh, You can invest with your morals, but on this show, I try to not pass judgment. For instance, marijuana is big right now. And I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't talk about Tilray. Dickerson TLRY cultivates and distributes medical cannabis and cannabinoids. Kronos Group, they sell both medicinal and recreational weed. Dickerson CRON. It dubs its pot for recreational use spinach. I don't know what that means. Canopy Growth, CGC. That's probably the biggest one. And then uh, you get Aurora Cannabis, ACB. Um, and again, isn't that kind of interesting? A couple of years ago, we weren't talking mar- marijuana investments. We wouldn't have, have, have passed the, the muster of talking about them. Let's bring in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Talk a little mortgage market action. Joining me now, Tony Mendez. BayAreaLoanSource.com. The dilemma a lot of people are having at looking for a larger home or a more expensive home. Isn't it funny that people and affordability is also an issue? I once dated a girl. Her mother wanted to have no neighbors, so she wanted a ranch. Her idea of oh, she had a beautiful house, and then someone put like a little teeny tiny house on the horizon. She's like, "We need to move. We need to move." And like right now, there's four sets of condos going up. A mile and a half from my home, it's just too much. And uh, the condos are killing. It's already me. congested. Yeah. I think the whole idea there, though, is that there's a train. Yeah, and people can walk to it. There's going to be some conveniences. There's an you know another one that's going up right around the corner where the, it's going to be the the ten apartments or condos on top with the sh- retail on the bottom. That's the new wave right now. There's we're actually working with a few lenders that that is all they are focusing on because that's the new thing that everybody wants to do. Probably eight years ago when I got this house, I was like, this is going to be a house I could die in. And now eight years later, the city has changed so damn much. There's no way. Like, I want out. Um, Do you think that's a new norm or do you think that's just, I I live in an area that can throw up condos and maybe I should find an area that can't. Like in Santa Barbara, it's tough. It's tough to get construction done. They have fought it tooth and nail. They've fought Airbnb. If you have an Airbnb now, you have to be an owner. Some places, some cities have Airbnbs rules that you have to have it. You have to rent it for 31 days. Um, so the hotel industry has a big lobbying thing. Things do change, don't they? 
Yeah, they sure do. Uh, we saw the mortgage industry change dramatically and, you know, Airbnb and the way people invest. People, it, it'll eventually turn out where, you know, like a place like San Carlos, um, and the, the city's going to come back and say, we don't want any Airbnb. Um, or we're going to tell you how you can write, you know, to, we're over going to put special taxes on it. Um, so things, things are going to change. And then well, do you remember we used to live on the East coast, you and I, and Tony is my mortgage lender. You can find him at Bay area loan source.com. Do you remember the Washington capitals used to be in Landover, Maryland? And that was like 45 minutes away from Washington. And then there was this thing like, Hey, cities are revitalizing. People are moving back to the cities. Let's put the MCI center mm-hmm. in Washington, DC. And now you can, you can take the train in from pretty much anywhere right to the stop. And there will be a point in time where people mm-hmm. are like, I want to live. I want to move back out to the boondocks and not live in the city. Um, I think there's what I'm trying to get at is my expectations were wrong just eight years ago that I wanted a house that I could die in. And I thought it was a cute neighborhood, but it's been overdeveloped fast. It it has. And and again, it goes back to the whole, the whole point. There's not a lot of that suburban atmosphere that people are looking for, especially in the peninsula. Uh, And they're going to focus back into their house. They're going to raise the house up. uh, And that's why we're seeing it more and more often. Um, There's just no other alternative. The first scene in Blue Velvet by David Lynch, Mm -hmm. this guy watering his yard. And I thought that was me. And it's cool because the hose starts getting clogged. It's not the one who finds the ear. It starts sputtering water or spitting. uh, And the guy has a heart attack. So his hose was like having problems getting the flow through and his heart was having a problem getting the flow through. I was like, I'm going to like this movie. Anyway, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Very interesting times. Nike stock has gained recently after Oppenheimer turns bullish, setting an aggressive move into digital. That's interesting. Digitally enhanced business model. I saw in a study recently that Weight Watchers is in trouble because people don't want to diet anymore. That seems pretty aggressive, but some things change. And here, Nike getting into the digital and digitally enhanced business model. Uh, one analyst has a $90 stock price on it. I have shares of Nike. Nike represents a dominant legacy global brand. Dominant. And sales through more profitable direct channels and minimize markdown risks by producing on-trend product faster. Um, Prada said, you know, we missed the biggest fashion trend this year. It's really important that you hit the fashion trends. Um, I like Nike shoes. I kind of always have. Uh, They fit my feet well, and I got big old size 14s. And um, I've been loyal for 40 years or 35 years to the brand, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Very tight job market. There's a lot of news right now about Greenspan and the Federal Reserve and the president uh, not liking our current Federal Reserve marching rates higher. And a lot of news on that right now. And that's kind of tough to talk about. Tough to keep interesting for more than a segment. I'd like to talk about Saudi Arabia, but I can't pronounce this guy's name. Kasha Hoagie? Dirtiest money on earth is Saudi Arabia has a has a problem right now, and there's companies like SoftBank and you know, gosh, I can't even think of a company that doesn't want you know Saudi Arabia money in, in the investment world. Uber Technologies landed a stunning 3.5 billion dollars from Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, um, and this is kind of dramatic right now. What's going on? 
Tesla has, you know, talked about being tied towards Saudi Arabia, and uh, we like the money. SoftBank, Japan's $93 billion tech investment fund, all having problems right now because of the death of a journalist. But there's a lot of unicorn companies, tech unicorns like Uber, Lyft, Magic Leap, Snap, um, all have very deep fingers into the Saudi Arabian money uh, from the prince and from the kingdom. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I don't have a lot of shtick really? when it comes talking about marijuana. But I keep getting questions about investments. Canopy growth is kind of the, it's focusing on the sale of the medical cannabis. It has oil, soft gels, hemp, treat things such as chronic pain, seizures, and nausea. Um, it's up 114% this year, but there's ways to buy it on dips. Take a simple CGC. They're going to have a monster 2019 as Canada's starting to roll out legalization, right? A lot of states on the West Coast. Slowly, it should get into uh, the rest of the United States, except for some states, i got to imagine, will always say no. But I throw that out there because it's kind of a cheap form of entertainment for people and a um, cheap form of relaxing. And it's legal now in lots of North America. All right, all right. Burger right, Kings. Right. Uh, what, do you, what do you follow up marijuana conversations with other than, of course, Burger King? It says it's new Halloween creation, Nightmare King, can induce nightmares. Now, first and foremost, <laughs> Why? Why? I know I know you sell pretty average to below average product and it's try, trying to get that disposable money from people to buy your crappy burger versus someone else's crappy burger. Which, by the way, that's patent pending on that name. I'm going to start my own company called Crappy Burger. Sweet. There's a, a chain around here called Happy Donut. I so badly want to buy Sad Donut and open up stores right next to Happy Donut and then let people decide for themselves. Don't be forced into being a happy donut kind of guy. So Burger King's new sandwich is just in time for Halloween. It's a spooky sandwich. It features a quarter pound of flame-grilled beef, white meat crispy chicken filet, melted American cheese, thick-cut bacon. Sounds all pretty normal, right? But it's on a green bun. It's on a green bun. Now, they say they've done tests. And about 4% of Americans have nightmares every night. And that by eating this burger, the Nightmare King, your odds of having nightmares will go up. Last year they had a Whopper with a black bun. This year it's a green bun, essentially. How much is this ridiculously expensive concoction? Six thirty-nine. That ain't cheap. With that being said, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk a little bit about the changing tastes of financial planners. Chad? Let's talk about the 10 pillars of retirement income planning. Bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, plan for your surviving spouse. My dad didn't exactly do that. My dad had a lot of life insurance on himself and almost, no, 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 a lot of life insurance on her, my mom, and nothing on himself. Kind of tragic that we don't think of our spouses. Yeah, you know, um, 
One of the things you can do is go to YouTube and type in Desperate Housewives and Social Security. Okay. And you'll see the clip that I talk about sometimes at our events where the older lady, um, she her husband passed away, and she's sitting there, and she, he passed away a little late at night, and I guess she went through some papers and things like that and realized that, all right, I'm not going to get my Social Security anymore. I'm going to get his. His pension is going away. That's been our main source of income. I am going to be up the creek when it comes to finances. So that's when she decided to put him in the freezer in the basement. And it was all well and good. She was collecting both checks until the kids went to find a popsicle and found the frozen dead guy. Um, that's, that's the idea of planning for your surviving spouse and kind of a shocking story. Wouldn't you like um, to know the statistics of people who, you know, grandma dies and they just bury her in the backyard and keep oh, getting yeah, checks? It's funny because I've seen that on a couple of different shows, um, a couple of different shows besides Desperate Housewives. It's kind of the only time I tune in is when there's finances related, right? But yep. um, there's been a lot of situations where planning for your surviving spouse isn't just about money. Um, if you're in a situation and it's either the husband or the wife that handles everything, maybe even the overall investment strategy, and that was their passion and that's what they like to do, they paid every single bill, dealt with every single investments. If you pass away and you don't have a backup plan for your spouse, a trusted fiduciary-based advisor for your spouse to go to because they're not going to want to do it on their own, you're not planning for your surviving spouse. You're leaving a mess. You're not leaving a legacy. So if, if you think you're good at it and you're handling everything as a, and you're in, the, in a married couple situation, right. you're only good if you have that backup plan. So that's one thing. The other thing is that people have to understand when, when, when spouse dies, the smaller social security check goes away and the, the, the surviving spouse, which is typically the female, keeps the larger check, which is typically the male's check, right? Right. So that's the way that works, but that's still a reduction in income. When there's two people and one of them passes away, it's not just, and it's not, expenses are definitely not cut in half ever. The only expense that typically gets cut in half is food and healthcare. And that's it. Um, I can't think of many other expenses that get actually cut in half. So if you have a pension that's going to go away, a pension that's going to get cut in half, like a 50% survivor pension, you need to plan for that. And as you go into retirement, if you have a pension and uh, you don't know what the the spousal benefits are, or if you know it and it's zero or 50%, that's the one time, uh, one of two times that people need permanent life insurance where term insurance doesn't work. They might need long-term, you know, a, a permanent low cost death benefit so that when they pass away early, their wife gets tax free lump sum and the pension goes away. Um, let me give so you, it, let me give you a quick example of just using your words where you say plan for surviving spouse. Um, <clears throat> it's also bigger than that. It's like sometimes just show your spouse where the money is, the insurance policies, show your children where the life insurance contract is. Like just having a plan and writing it down is a big part of this and not just the, the tangible things you're talking about, but putting it down on paper is critically important because big mistakes could be seen and caught and fixed before they become problems. Yeah. And that's just basic estate planning too. You know how many people have a uh, safety deposit box and nobody knows where the key is or where they have it, but they've mentioned they have one and it drives people batty for years. Where's there could be something, there could be bars of gold in, in the safe deposit box that grandpa mentioned yeah. and nobody ever finds it. So it gets turned over to the state. So, um, yeah, planning for the surviving spouse, we get interviewed quite often by people that, hey, you know, I'm doing this all myself now, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing too well physically. 
Um, and I want somebody else that my spouse can turn to because my, my spouse is an artist and I am the finance guy, you know, so it's, it, it's, it's responsibility. It is. And again, it, it ran in my family, so it could run in anyone's family where my dad just, my mom was a housewife her whole life and she never bothered to know about money until he kicked over and died. And suddenly she had to know it's anything else we need. We've got about 30 seconds. Well, it's a, if you're the spouse that happens to be listening now and, oh, I just turned into a finance show and. Let me catch your ear for a minute, because if it's not your bailiwick, you don't like to do it. Um, that's also your responsibility to take a bit of an interest, at least have a quarterly meeting with your spouse. And I know you maybe don't like to deal with money or finances, um, but that's your responsibility. That's part of you know relieving some stress from the one that does do all the finances. So you got to work together when it comes to that. Sounds good. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. At the website, there's some resources, i.e. you can download a copy of the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning, webinars, seminars, all sorts of good things going on. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Got an email question the other day asking if I should retrofit my home for earthquakes. Sure. Um, I think it's a good $7,000 spent, especially if you have a home that's gone from 40000 to a $1 million or 400000 to $2 million, whatever your situation may be. Um, if you're going to need that home to live in or if you're going to need that home to live in while you work or if you're renting it out, I, if it's an income producer for you, do the retrofit. It's one of the cheapest ways you can improve your home's viability in a worst-case scenario in the Bay Area. There was a home up in Napa. One was retrofitted, and one right next to it was not. The home that was retrofitted was fine. No damage. Or I'm not going to say no damage, but completely livable. The one that was not retrofitted basically failed, and the owner was air- renting it out as an Airbnb, not as a, but as a bed and breakfast. Um, tragic, right? Doesn't have to be, but there hasn't been a big earthquake in California that's hit residential area since 1994 with the Northridge Timber caused $42 billion in damage left 14,000 homes and apartments uninhabitable we saw the big fire in Santa Rosa this time last year and the amount of people that are renting now that used to own homes it's homes were destroyed think about 14,000 homes and apartments uninhabitable Uh, what would that do to rents what would that do I mean you know some people would gouge, right? You know it, I know it. Uh, so that's something to be cognizant of. A lot of tech startups worth billions that are expected to IPO next year. This has been a remarkably good year for IPOs, for tech IPOs in particular. Uh, but there's going to be some interesting ones next year. Uber, coming public in 2019. Lyft, Slack, Airbnb, Instacart. And Palantir. Palantir is a data mining company, and it's backed by Peter Thiel. So um, they've got investments out there. Its last valuation puts it right around twenty billion dollars. The IPO would put it to about forty billion dollars. Uber is going to come public in two thousand nineteen. Lyft, Slack, company messaging app, Airbnb, which is interesting. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Rage against the machine. 
The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I grew up as an athlete. You can't tell anymore. I think I got 0% lean muscle. Whoa. I'm like a big succulent baby pig. You look like a succulent baby lamb. I meant lamb. Thank you very much. That makes me feel good. Um, What am I talking about? What am I talking about? It's kind of interesting to think that I grew up in a world, I was semi-athletic up until, you know, finishing college. And one of the things that I can tell you that's kind of interesting is I I never smoked marijuana for you. Very, like when everyone else was, I wasn't. It just, you know, my dad was very, very military, and uh, that was just not going to be tolerated. So if you get what I'm saying. Uh, so I never knew how to spell marijuana, and now it's turning into a situation where I'm writing reports on marijuana investments, and I'm like, I can't spell marijuana. Is that, hey, do you find that interesting, that, like how the internet and how word processors have just ruined us? Um, That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's Charles Barkley. He's talking about the Lakers, and he doesn't get it. He goes, I don't see how this is going to work out this year. And that starts tonight. So the NBA is back. Um, I don't know if that excites you. I don't know if that gets you upset. But they're back. Stocks have been falling. Uh, the Dow was down really 150-plus points at the start. October's been a very tough month. But... The jobs report's strong. It is so positive at this point in time. Uh, We're not heading for a recession in the short term. I think we're going to see some slowing growth. And sometime by 2020, we will get a recession, uh, is the expectation. But this morning, we saw initial jobless claims fall. It's just very, very strong out there in the labor market. Now is a good time if you want to bail and... Go find another job. It could happen for you. And hey, take advantage of the 401k. A friend of mine, his wife, got, uh, they adopted a kid four or five years ago. And she wanted to raise the kid in, in the Bay Area. That's a very, very tough proposition to not work as a dual family income. And her husband's a little frustrated with her because had she been working for the last four or five years, she would have been participated in the 401k and they would have had more money for the future as well as the current. And there's a lot to be said about that. So the specter of worker shortages or more positively, the prospect of full full employment remains some distance away. Employers want to pay as little as possible for the highest quality service, while workers want to charge the highest price. And this all comes back to the average employee's inflation-adjusted compensations tend to track the state of the labor market. And I think you're going to see more, not less out of the labor market. Um, so the jobs numbers are good. If we have jobs, we tend to buy cars, go on vacations. Uh, there's a crazy uh, article in the USA Today, USA Today about millennials. And I just talked about the Burger King burger, the nightmare burger. It's three and a half times more likely to give you more nightmares, according to a study that they did. Um, and that's all about millennials, right? Um and, right? I, and I find, I find that kind of interesting. 
So uh, there's a, a study that millennials would prefer free travel to free sex. I'm like, wow, life changes, right? Whoa. Uh, what's that tell you as far as the perks go for companies? Companies are going to have to give millennials more time off because they want to travel. I know that's kind of an odd conclusion to draw, but I think there's some truth to it. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, Sears and Kmart still struggling. Toys R Us, we know that they liquidated, right? You know that. And now Hasbro is going to cut jobs. So there's kind of a ripple effect. But Hasbro makes stuff like Play-Doh. And I don't know anyone who has Play-Doh anymore. It was almost like our parents lacked imagination. Or there just weren't a lot of options. Hasbro is expected to cut jobs as the toy industry continues to grapple with the fallout from the liquidation of Toys R Us. Um, Hasbro has employed 5,400 people worldwide. That means it could cut 50 to 500 workers, roughly. And just in time for Christmas, right? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You're fired. What? Wait, wait, what? what? Did I miss something there? You were just being... Oh. There's also new studies out that says Christmas music can make you depressed. I believe that. So bring on the Christmas music. I want you as depressed as me. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more. God, the news just isn't really good these days, is it? Yesterday we were talking about the student loan debt being at roughly $1.5 trillion and growing fast. Um, then you see the U.S. debt is a bit of a problem. Um, so I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to get too negative right now. Um, gosh, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find some positive. In this. The job market's positive. So it'll help the market uh, bounce back. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. As mortgage rates have retreated, housing supply crunch not letting up. Um, there's expected to be big layoffs in the, in the brokerage industry, the lending industry, as refinancing has dried up and originations are just slow. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 